should have bet last time, tell you that much. I know, you should have. I don't know why you didn't. I don't know why. Because I thought Brunson was going to win the whole time, but at the end, I was like, Shabazian's going to win. I know, but we... See, we do it to ourselves every fight. We're like, Stipe, Stipe. And then it gets closer to the fight, closer to the fight. And they're like, I don't know. (laughs) Because you just think about it too much. Yeah. By the way, we're live. (laughs) No, we're not. UFC Complete Episode 5. This will be posted. We are live. Oh, okay. All right. This will be posted August 7th. Uh, I'm with Austin Garvey. What's up, Austin? How's it going? Um, Haven't done a podcast since the Patriots debate. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't done a UFC podcast with you in, what, two weeks now? Two weeks now, Has yeah. been two weeks? I'm a rich man since then. Yeah, we are. We're <laughs> getting that cheddar. We're in the cheddar. Well, not oh. really. I paid my insurance. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll overview that. Watch that bar down yeah, there, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I'm just going to move my chair real quick. So, real quick, I guess we can... Uh, sorry, I just got to move my chair. I got to get comfortable here. All we right, can just get into go. it. Last episode we had... Um, it was me and Dylan, and I did talk yeah, about our bets that we had. So, yeah. um, so there's been just a couple fights that have been announced. I want to say last episode we announced for the first time on the podcast about Nurmagomedov and Gaethje, because yeah. I don't think we, I don't think that came to us uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, um, another fight that's scheduled for that same card, UFC 254, is Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier. That's on the same card. As yeah, Gaethje. that's the co-main event. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm pumped. That one, it should be Whitaker. It, it really should, should be Whitaker, but, but Cannonier has a good chance. He has. Yeah. He doesn't you know have. Can- the, you know Cannonier better than me, so he doesn't have the most stellar record in middleweight. He fought at light heavyweight for most of his career. Okay. Um, he got knocked out at light heavyweight by this guy Tiago Santos, who after that had a split decision loss to John Jones, in which he tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL in the first round and kept going four rounds and got a split decision loss this dude's a tank tiago santos i think i know who that is so cannonier lost to him about two years ago and ever since then he's on like a three or four white fight win streak in the middleweight okay um nothing too serious of competition but he is he's like unbelievably shredded like so much power and now that he it seems like middleweight is his better um yeah his, uh, his better weight class, a yeah. better fit for him, because I guess he was like just not losing as much weight as he should have for his cut downs and walking around at like two twenty and only dropping twenty, and now he's yeah. dropping like forty to make himself quicker. So, I think. Well, you think Whitaker has a good chance? I like the way Whitaker looked in the last fight. I, I did like, too. I mean, he he lost that. He lost the first round to Darren Till, but he composed himself after that big elbow when he stepped in right. and he caught him. And that's the only. That's the only thing that took away from him getting a ud yeah but actually no because till won the fifth round too until till you think so blue yeah i do i think think he he won won four i think he won four i think he only lost one round rounds four and five were pretty close very close but till blew out his leg in the second round really yeah you didn't hear that no yeah there was a foot stomp robert Hmm. whitaker like stomped his knee it wasn't. It was oh, a knee Oh yeah, stop. he wants it illegally. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did and hear that. So he okay, blew out okay, his leg okay. from that. Um, so I real quick. Jared Cannonier lost to. It wasn't Tiago Santos. It was Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes is the second best light heavyweight in the world right now. We just okay. talked about him beating. Oh, he did. He was the last person to beat Chris Weidman too. Okay. So Dominic Reyes beat Cannonier May of 2018. Since then, he beat David Branch 
who is a solid. He's probably like top eight in the middleweight by knockout. Then he beat Anderson Silva by TKO. And then after that, he beat Jack Hermanson, who Jack Hermanson just is, is off a victory over Kelvin Gastelum. Gastelum. Top ranked guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cannoneer is ranked third in the world for middleweight right now, but he hasn't faced a top five uh, competitor in the middleweight. So Whitaker should win. Yeah. Cannoneer's a beast. Yeah, my phone's dead. I need to look up the odds right now. Can you... Oh, I better reach and grab that. Excuse me. Oh. Yeah, I need to look up the odds for this because last week was another good week, Zach. It was mm-hmm. another three hundred dollar win for me. I mean, so do you wanna do you wanna talk about that? Or you want me to? Um, I mean, I lost. Well, I lost one. Uh, you want a beer? Yeah, I'll have a beer. Um, I, the only one I lost was Calderwood and uh, Maya. Is it? Yep. And uh, Blue Moon or Bud? Um, Bud. Blue Moon gives me, uh, it's been giving me, uh, Heartburn. Heartburn, yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like, I'm on a, we're on a heater. So, for those that may have not watched the last episode, two weeks ago, maybe, no, it's, it's a week and a half now. Week and a half. So, um, for UFC Fight Night 174, 174. Uh, me and Austin collectively won 1980 bucks mm. on something like, what, 400 bucks? What'd you put down? Like 200 bucks total? I put down 200 total. I, yeah, so we both 450 bucks. Yeah. Risk 200 to win. We risked 450 six, to win 2000. Yeah. And it paid the hell off. Yeah. Went six for six in bets. Two out of two out of straight bets and four out of four for parlays. And it was hype as shit. It dude. was so the, great. Because, because Not only that, but it was set up perfectly. <laughs> like, I was supposed to have a couple people over for the fights, and it was supposed to be a thing, and then it just ended up me, me and you. Yeah. Which is so much better than it would have been, because we were, like, watching the fights. We were, yeah, and I know. so hyped like, when we won. Like, I'm, I can't wait to watch, like, I can't wait to watch Whitaker again, dude, because, like, I know what he has now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know who he is, like. He's a championship he level fighter. The, yes. He's a championship yes. level fighter. Yes. Um, um, the I only also... reason he's not the champ is because Adesanya knocked him out. And Adesanya beats every single person that he's ever faced. I think Whitaker has a chance, dude. I think he's more smart. He's more technical now. So Whitaker is going to have to be... He showed it on Darren Till that he's more technical. You right. think he won't... You think... Maybe the round... I, I'll give you the fifth round. The fifth round was close. Yeah. Fifth round was close, but... Until definitely won the first because of that knockout. Whitaker knew that he didn't have to really push himself. He just had to really, like, play defense. Yeah, just out, out box, out fight. Out, out, yeah, exactly, out box. Which is what he did. It's um, exactly and Darren what he Till did. is... Darren Till's, like, one of the smartest fighters in the UFC. His yeah. timing and his striking technique are all uh, very, very world-class. And Whitaker was just patient in a similar way that Adesanya was patient against Romero. Like, he just let the fight come to him and did what he did and just showed up, took care of business. I think think fighters have Darren Till figured out, dude. Ever since that Jorge fight, I think they figured him out. They always... He he honestly only has a left hand and he hasn't proven anything else. I always thought that Darren Till was overrated. He is overrated, dude. He's now 6-3 in the UFC. Yeah. And he talks a lot of smack. Oh yeah, which gives his his uh, 
numbers a boost. Mm-hmm. I I I'm I bet against them. I bet against them the next time. I wonder fight. if Till. I would imagine Till hasn't had anything scheduled because he's gonna have to rehab his knee. Yeah. But I don't. I, I don't think there's anything that's come up with him. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I did see. Oh, who was it? Because like he's coming off a loss. There's a this guy. guy that called out Jorge Masvidal. Wants to fight him next. His name's Leon Edwards. You ever heard of him? I have heard of him. He he took like a two year hiatus and came back like a year ago and has won or maybe. Maybe he came back two years ago, and he's won two since. He's number three ranked in welterweight. Okay. Right now, Jorge's fourth in welterweight. So that would be a very interesting fight because Leon Edwards is also very much a stand-up fighter. Mm. He's not going to clinch like Usman did. He's going to want to box. Yeah. He's going to want to throw head kicks a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That hasn't been announced. Um, Before we move on, my picks, the other... That I won was the uh, Shabazi and Brunson, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic pick gotcha. on our part. That was I was going to bet Shabazi. We what were, did you we get Brunson both, at? Huh? What odds did you get Brunson? I at? got uh, plus two eighty plus, plus two sixty. It got up to plus three ten at I know. one point. That's so crazy. I know. It's so crazy for the he was for so two hyped. reasons. He was so hyped, dude. So and we hyped. figured it out. We just had to talk. We already talked about it for three or four days. Figured it out. Brunson is. It doesn't make sense. This guy, like Brunson, only he's only lost to top, top fighting guys. When we figured, when we found that out, that was the last straw for me. That was so. I want to say that it was it was six people. He lost to Yoel Romero twice. He lost to Anderson Silva. He lost to Adesanya. And maybe the last one was Whitaker. Yeah, and you're gonna like you, all top five middleweight fighters. Yeah, right now. Besides well, Anderson well, bes- Silva. Yeah, besides him, but but that's time. a top five top fighter five of all, all time. time yeah. You know, so I mean, it was really it didn't make sense. Like it made sense at first because you're like, oh, this guy's eleven and zero. Yeah. But like you look deeper and it was like, dude, it should be the opposite. <laughs> like seriously. And people were fooled. People were betting on Shabazi because he knows Ronda Rousey. And you know what? You know what a big part of it is too. And I see it all the time with undefeated fighters. I saw it with Uriah Hall before he lost for the first time. The UFC loves undefeated fighters, oh, and love they him. will make promos that make this eleven and zero guy seem like he's fifty and zero. Yeah, that's what Brunson said in his, exactly. his post fight. Shabazian is eleven and zero, and he's like five and zero in the UFC against. C plus B minus guys. Yeah, I wouldn't even be B minus. I wouldn't even. Well, he'd be Brad Tavares, who's like a B minus. Yeah, He's yeah, a top true, ten. True, 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 true. But that I was his only top ten fight. Yeah. His only top ten fight. Mm. And I want to say at the time Tavares was ten, Shabazian maybe was fifteen, and as soon as he knocked out Tavares in the first round, they put him at eight. That shouldn't be. It's just yeah. because he's undefeated, and they wanted to see him win oh, to yeah. give him a title shot. But yeah. the middleweight's so congested. Well, he wanted to be. Well, his goal was to be the uh, youngest. Yeah, yeah, that ain't happening. No. You know who the youngest UFC champ is John Jones. Um. Yeah, that shot. But. I mean, that he'll be was back. A, that was that was a really really, a mentally good pick because I was really sold on Shabazzian. And. I flip. I switched. I flipped the switch in my head and mm-hmm. down Brunson like. It was honestly like a, uh, 
it's there's more there's more good things to come. I think. There is, and so our total for the last couple weeks is twenty two eighty now. Twenty two. We'll just say twenty three hundred. Yeah. Um, and so that can lead us right into this upcoming event. UFC Fight Night one seventy six will come out August eighth. Start at nine o'clock, and they're going to be fighting in Las Vegas again. Uh, headlined by Apex, Derek Lewis right? versus Alexio Winnick. Apex? Yeah, Apex, yeah. Small cage, just letting you know. Yep. That uh, was, 19... um, Stipe doesn't even want to fight because of that small cage. Really? He said that before they scheduled the bout. Like, he wants to fight in a regular size, but then he did. So I don't know how he feels about it, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure he has mixed feelings. So this, I don't it's know about you. I don't know if have you looked up any of the undercard fights in this upcoming fight night? I only know I only know three uh I actually know four people. I know four people in this entire card. The entire card? Yeah. Alright, hang on, let me go to the sports bookie. Alright, so what do you wanna know? <laughs> I wanna know. The lightweight bout between Dariush and Holtzman. Okay. Is Dariush the favorite? Dariush is the favorite at mm-hmm. minus 175. Uh, the over-under is two and a half. Um, under... I'm not even worried about the over-under. Yeah, I know. I really don't. That's... It's so hard to predict. Yeah. Um, Scott Holtzman is plus Should have taken the over for Brunson Jabazian, huh? Um, I know. What was that Holtzman? was kind of a gimme, too. What was Holtzman? Plus 150. Yeah, so that's... I mean, plus 150 is decent, but I would take Dariush as the guy I know on that. I don't know Scott Holtzman. Dariush has been out around for a while. And then, besides him, I only know Chris Weidman, Derek Lewis, and Alexia Winnick. So you want to hear method by victory odds? I don't know what that is. Holtzman by KO, TKO, or DQ is plus 450. Okay. Um, but you think Dariush is going to win. Um, Dariush by KO, TKO, or DQ is plus 600. That's so weird, isn't it? His odds not, to KO... Not totally, because I think if Dariush wins, he? it's going to be... I think if Dariush wins, it's going to be a decision. Dariush is 31. Holtzman is 36. Dariush has the same height, but a three-inch reach advantage. Dariush by submission is plus 200. Let me go to his... Uh... A draw is plus 5,000. That's good. Yeah, I would assume those odds Holtzman by submission is plus 2,000. <laughs> so... Oh, my chair is squeaking. So, Benil Dariush is currently on a four-fight win streak. Um, he's lost three before that. The four-fight win streak he's on is... Of no, no, nobody he's beat is that great. You know, uh, he on, used sorry. to be on. He he came into the division in like 2014, yeah. and by 2016 he was a top five guy. Huh. And then he lost a couple, a couple big ones. Um, Scott Holtzman's nicknames, uh, hot sauce. Just wanted, just wanted to say that. Just what was the What was the he's one? He's definitely fight? he's definitely losing this fight. Probably. Oh yeah. You can't have a nickname hot sauce and win. Dude, what no, was no. the chick's name? 
The chick's name? Who? There was a chick who had a nickname that was so dumb. I don't know. Gotta keep a PC. I almost just said something bad. Um, I don't know. Uh, was it like... Was it Joanna Calderwell? Ah, uh, whatever. Um... So Dariush, yep, he so. has a three-inch uh, reach advantage. Um, he's an inch taller. Um, he's southpaw. Holtzman's orthodox. Oh wow! They added more fights to UFC 252. All right, we'll get in that in a second. Okay. Okay. Um. So. The takedown accuracy. Holtzman has a better takedown accuracy than him, and it's like by a lot. But his Dariush is eighty uh, percent. He's big. He has a better takedown defense. Holtzman is fourteen and three. Yeah. Holtzman. He's four wins in a row. Four wins in a row. So Holtzman has won five of his last six. And six of his last eight. His last win was a unanimous decision against a guy, Jim Miller. Who is this again? This is Holtzman. Okay. He last beat Jim Miller in a... who's Jim Miller is very good. And he has been a top 15 in the lightweight for like like 10 years. Okay. Like you, do you remember who Joseph Benavidez was? He headlined a fight night a while ago. He's like him. Like he's been a contender for a long time, but he's just never been able to make that leap. So Holtzman beat him by unanimous decision, and then he beat. Uh, so that was February of this year. He beat Miller. Before that, August twenty nineteen. This name sounds familiar. Um, his name's Dong Hyun Ma. Ding dong. <laughs> and he beat him by knockout in the second round. Really. So he has. Yes, he, he looks all right. He does look all right. I'll say that for him. Hmm. So, uh... He's on the bad side of 36, though. Darius, uh... What's his name? How do you say Darius? Am I saying it right? I, that's how I've been saying it. Okay. I think so. It might just be, like, Sounds like I'm Darush. saying Darius. All right. Darush. D. Uh, just call him Benil. Benil. All right. Benil Darush. <laughs> so... His last fight, he won by uh, TKO, and then he won uh, Frank Camacho. Don't know who that is. All right. Rear naked choke, first round, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, then he won uh, Drew Dober. Don't know. He won uh, second round, four minutes, 41 seconds in. Uh, he won by armbar. So, like, I wonder, it looks like, and then he won by unanimous decision. So, I mean, both of these guys are coming in on a streak. They are. One's coming in on a four, one's coming in on a two, though. Darush is the only one ranked. He's 14th right now in the lightweight. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, talking about nicknames earlier, can I go back to this Jared Cannonier? Yeah. His nickname is The Killer Gorilla. <laughs> That's, That's a sick. pretty good nickname. That's a pretty good nickname. Jared yeah. The Killer Gorilla Cannonier. That's what's up. Shout out to him. Come on the pod. 
Yeah, if Jared Cannonier is listening, I will definitely have you on the podcast to drum no, up some. Not. I don't know why I said that. That would just... <laughs> be cool. Um, so, if this guy wins, it would be five in a row, dude. I haven't really seen like a lot of guys that win five fights in a row. Yeah, especially in the tail end of their career. Exactly. Does that make you think that he's not going to win? Um, It makes me curious on... Who Scott Holtzman is closest to? Um, like in his training camp? And like in his previous matchups, like the last guy he lost, like Alex Hernandez. Um, he last lost to Nick Wentz February of last year. Holtzman is on a two fight win streak, by the way. I'm talking about Darush. Okay. You're talking about Holstein, I'm talking about Darush. Okay. Um, yeah. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Alex Hernandez. UFC 222. Cyborg versus Kanitskawa. I don't know. I don't know her name. It's Cy- Cyborg versus something. And uh, he lost in the first round 42 seconds. Wow. Um... So I'll read you something that's a little that's interesting me, about this That's got me curious, and like I want to know why and how. So, <clears throat> in Holtzman's UFC career, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six. He is seven and ten. Seven wins out of ten fights. His three losses have all been decision, so he's never been stopped. And he has three stoppages to his name. So that's actually pretty good. I wonder what uh, Darush's tendency is. He wins by knockout, sub, sub, UD, UD, knockout. So, Darush might be looking. Yeah, in Darush's last three fights, he has either knocked out or submitted the guy in the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah. So, We're going to get choking an arm bar. So, that, that's interesting to me. That is Hol- interesting. Because if Holtzman can... Uh, if he can keep his streak alive and not getting stopped, then Darush will probably lose. And Holtzman doesn't have a good takedown defense, dude. No? No, he doesn't. Takedown defense... It's like 33% versus... Look at the matchup. Yeah, that's uh, that's bad. I really think it's going to be by submission. You think Darush is going to win? By submission. His nickname is Hot Sauce. That's great. Um, I wonder what this matchup preview is. Takedown defense. This says that Holtzman's takedown defense is 65%. Yeah, 65%, which I guess isn't that bad. 65% is decent. Darush is 80%, though. His takedown actually isn't This guy, Holtzman, does not go for submissions. And Darush no. does not often either. But he's got... Yeah, but he might now, though. He has some. He's got two in his last three fights. He could... They're both four wins out of their last five. I don't know. My gut... I, I don't want to stay on this matchup too long. But my gut right now is kind of saying Holtzman. Oh, is this the guy you were... The girl you were talking about? Konitskaya? Yeah. Yeah. She's also fighting on this card. Oh, shit. She's fighting... Oh, this name is even harder to pronounce. 
Kunitskaya versus Stolyarenko. Um, don't know anything. That... After that, it is Maki Patolo versus Darren Stewart. Yeah. Don't know either of those. One then, thing I do want to point out again, not to stay on this fight, um, Darush has a win against this guy. So last name's Dober, Drew Dober. He has a win against him, and Holtzman has a loss. Oh yeah, Holtzman lost to Dober. I'm pretty sure. Holtzman lost to Dober in 2016, though. Yeah, which is a while ago. But it's something. And and he and he won to do it was three fights ago, so how long was that? Hmm? It was three fights ago for uh, So Holtzman Darush. lost to Dober January of twenty sixteen. Darouche beat Dober in March of twenty nineteen. Drew Dober now is only thirty two. So right. um, he's not right. So Holtzman no he's not. Holtzman lost to Dober when Dober was like twenty seven. And Darush beat him when he was like thirty-two. If that makes it, if that does anything. All right, so yeah, let's. What do you think? Just give me, just give me a prediction. Darush submission. All right, I'm gonna go Holtzman. Okay. Uh, in the next two fights, I literally couldn't even make up a guess because I don't know any of these people. I'll say Darren Stewart, and I'll say Yana Kunitskaya. Whatever. And then we get to the bread and butter. We got Omari Akhmedov, who is, I believe, 12th ranked in the middleweight division, fighting Chris yes. Weidman. And I think um, I think if Chris Weidman loses this fight, it is either his last fight or he's fighting for another contract. Uh, and I think he loses this fight, dude. I think this is his last fight. I think... Medoff comes in. If it goes to a decision, he's going to win. If it goes to the ground, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting. Akhmedov does not have a stoppage happen. win in the last five years, by the way. I know. So, decision would be his mm-hmm. way that he would win. Or... I mean, Weidman just doesn't have it anymore. Not to say that he doesn't have it. That was probably... Weidman could win or lose by TKO. I think Weidman just doesn't have the world-class ability that he used to. Because he is a collegiate I think we're seeing eye to eye on this fight. I, I, no, I don't I don't really think we but are. But you think, think... Well, you no, because you said you want Weidman. You think Weidman's going to win. I do. I think... Uh, I think... Well, the only reason I think Weidman's going to win is because I don't know Akhmedov enough. You know, I'm looking at his record, and it looks really good. He's won five of his last six, two of those. Two of the wins in his three-fight win streak that's still current are against top guys Tim Boach and Ian Heinrich. Both of those are unanimous decisions. Both of those, he only barely outstruck his opponent. Um, One thing I do like about this guy... He can take a punch. Last year. So he he had a year and a half layoff between December 2017 and March 2019. Since he came back March 2019, he had three fights last year, which usually it's only one or two fights a year. And this guy won all three fights against top-level people. So that tells me that he took some time off and he came back and he's better. 
And then he just took another eight months off to now fight Weidman. Um, Interesting. So I like that a lot, actually. I think he's... What are you looking, uh, UFC stats? Yeah. Okay. I just typed in Akhmedov, uh, record. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like... So you like think... I, I watched live as Chris Weidman knocked out Anderson Silva. You know what I mean? So this is so biased as hell. This is biased as hell that I think... Yeah, I no, but did you, not, did you not see Anderson Silva? Hmm? Kind of fucking... Oh, he was definitely taunting him and I not... Am. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but that wasn't the first time that he did that. It might have been the most he'd ever done there to an opponent up yeah. to that point. Because he did it against Nick Diaz a lot. Yeah, when he broke his leg, dude. I watched that live, too. That was crazy. Yeah, that was the second one. That was my the second was one, like, and Anderson Silva dad. was losing the fight until that happened, too. He lost the first round. Um, so to recap real quick what I was just telling you about outside... We, we've mentioned that Chris Weidman is 1-5 in his last six fights. Um, has one win since May of 2015. Yeah. Uh, in in respect to him, he did that's beat... six years He did almost. beat Kelvin Gastelum. It's, oh, that's five years. It's almost five years. He did beat Kelvin Gastelum, who only a year and a half ago was an interim champ. So that is a big name that he beat. Yeah. Um, and the five names that he lost to are all championship level people granted the first one luke rockhold isn't fighting really anymore um but he beat him for the belt so he I just want to pick with him didn't i hmm? didn't he fight less no okay. um, oh, that's okay yeah come on god so he's lost to luke rockhold by ko lost to uol romero devastatingly by a flying knee ko uh lost to gay guard musasi by a knee ko beat kelvin gastelum then lost to Jacare Souza by KO. Dude, this guy's been knocked out. And then lost to Dominic a, Reyes KO. He's been knocked out a lot. And he's this been is knocked why, out five of his last This is why points. I think this guy can knock him out. I think KO by win. I'm not going to bet it. Definitely not going to bet it. But I think he could KO Weidman in the second or third round. If he Weidman had one gets of the gas. most impressive three-year runs I'd ever seen in this company. Now that I'm looking back at it. In three years, granted, this was five to eight years ago, so it's not really affecting this current bout against Vakmedov. Yeah, I just clicked on him. But he beat Damian Maya, Mark Munoz, Anderson Silva, Anderson Silva, Leoto Machida, and Vitor Belfort in six years. And that is when all of those guys were in their prime. I want to say up until that point he was like eighteen and zero in his MMA career. Well, the career. Vitor Belfort one, I can, I can see is kind of a seller. It's not really a. Hmm. Like I could, I could, I would, I would have picked Weidman instead of Belfort. Yeah, Belfort was getting up there in age at that point. Two Anderson Silva ones. Fluky. Give it, give or take. Fluky. Give or take. So there's three wins right there that are kind of. Toss them up in the air. Yes, kind um, of, kind of. The Winter Machida one's win. impressive. Uh, yeah, Machida one, he dominated him. Um, but it went to u- unanimous. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but still, that's when a... it's a fight. It's a when it's a fight. He kind of he, he he takes it to the full the full distance. Uh, 
another thing I want to point out in the times that he has gone the distance, though, he's three and zero. So, I mean, three and zero, but two of them happened before twenty twelve. Yeah, no, that's why. That's what I mean. That's what, give or take. Yeah, he, but he, he had... is three and zero in unanimous decisions. Uh, I mean, give or take the freaking. And Omari Akhmedov is most likely a go to a decision. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think Wyman's going to win. I do. I do. I really do. He hasn't fought in 10 months. Last time he fought was against an unstoppable dude. Jockery Souza? Well, last time he fought was against Dominic Reyes. The dude's just been KO'd a lot. Mm-hmm. Keeps coming back, though. Sign of a warrior. I think five fights ago, this guy was the fucking champ. Yeah, five fights ago. Ah. Five fights ago, he was the champ, but five fights ago was also five years ago. I know. Six fights ago, actually. Six fights ago, he was the champ. Like, UFC 205 was Alvarez McGregor. <laughs> he lost to Yoel Romero. Yeah, he wasn't even the champ going into that one. No. The last time he was the champ was Aldo McGregor. Rockhold. Yeah, it was Aldo McGregor. When he lasted 12 seconds. Wow. I think... Uh... Damn. Damn. Have to go Weidman, dude. I think so too. All right, Derek Lewis, Alexio Winnick. Lewis. People are hyping up Olenek, saying he's a submission master. It's uh, it's interesting. I think uh. Well, we, we remember the Lewis fight with uh, Gustafson. No, Wilson Gustafson. What's the guy that looks like him? What's up? Remember Derek Lewis? There was like... It was like the... the he was going to lose the fight. It was like 10 seconds left and he KO'd the guy. Is that when he said his win? balls were out? Yeah. That was against uh, Alexander Volkov. Yeah, Volkov, yeah. You want to hear what's crazy about that? Derek Lewis won... 10 seconds left in the third round. Mm-hmm. Throughout the fight, Derek Lewis was outstruck 121 to 39. <laughs> and then after that fight, that was, by the way, that was after he beat Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Derek Lewis beat Francis Ngannou. In a three-round unanimous decision that saw 31 significant strikes in total. In a three-round fight. That's a boring-ass fight. That was yeah. like Ngannou's one outlier where he said he was still messed up from losing to Stipe, so he came in there like scared. But Lewis beat him. And then he beat Volkov after that and then got a title shot that was undeserved, lost. Yeah. And then he lost to Junior Dos Santos, who's a top five heavyweight. And then he beat two fringe top 15 guys. So he hasn't beaten anyone of note since October of 2018. 
Derek Lewis. In his two fights that he his last two fights, his win streak, both came at decisions. One unanimous, one split. Alexio Winnick is on a two-fight win streak as well, in which he beat Fabricio Verdum by split decision, where he outstruck Verdum 94 to 53. Before that, though, oh, yeah, we, we mentioned this. I would argue that in Olenek's last six fights against fighters with any substance at all. Yeah, it's all... It's all- it, he's like three and three. Um, he beat Verdum. That's a decent one, although Verdum was like forty-two. But Verdum just yeah, beat that was armbar. Uh He beat Green by armbar. I'm thinking of a different guy. Um, he beat Marcus Green by armbar. But before that, the two guys that yeah, he's most don't recent. punch. Hmm? This guy don't punch. Who's that? Oh, in it, dude! He got knocked out in twelve seconds against Walt Harris. Yeah, Walt Harris is a motherfucker. He got knocked out in twelve seconds. <laughs> what? What? And then he got knocked out with a knee. Dude, this guy's you gonna know, get knocked out by Derek Lewis. This guy, Derek, he has so much power, dude. He has so much power. You know what's kind of funny? This matchup. <clears throat> The more and more I think of it, reminds me more and more of Verdun Gustafson. Gustafson was the mauler, the stand-up specialist that was coming back and saying that he's going to mess this guy up. And Verdun was the veteran who's submission specialist. And he's You're like, whatever. you going with all the underdogs? Hmm? You're going with all the underdogs? No, I'm not saying I'm going with the winning. Oh. I'm just saying this matchup reminds me a lot of Verdun oh, Gustafson. Oh, okay. I really do. I just don't. If it goes to a split decision, I mean... So, Olenek there's is no way Derek 43. Lewis is losing a decision. Derek Lewis is 35. Derek Lewis last beat Ilir Latifi, who currently is on a three-fight losing streak. Dude, like, honestly, Derek Lewis is a really great fighter, but he hasn't beaten anybody of note since 2018. It's not that far away. It is when you consider that he's had four fights against... In four fights, he's lost to the two good people, and he's beaten two crap people. Not even crap. Shit. Poo-poo. Excrement. That's it. By split decision. No, that's... I'm, I'm talking about Lewis, not Olenek. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Olenek. Like, Olenek, he hasn't really done... I mean, he rear-naked Mark Mark Hunt in 2018. Mark Hunt, at the end of his career, like, the... Mark Hunt's still fighting. He is? Mm -hmm. Dude, he's, like, 45. Bro. He might, actually. Look up Mark Hunt. He probably thinks he's 30, dude. That's how much brain damage he has. Mark Hunt has a top-five chin in UFC history, though. Not anymore. Do you remember... This is funny, because you might not know about this. This is a great story to tell you. Do you remember... Do you know anything about Brock Lesnar's last fight in the UFC? Uh, yeah. What do you know? I just watched... It was like... It was like the last, uh... 
He fought Mark Hunt, but he was on steroids, Brock Lesnar, and Mark Hunt was suing the UFC. Mark Hunt won the lawsuit against the UFC. couple things. Let me preface this. Really? Let me preface this. This fight happened at UFC 200. Yeah. So obviously UFC tried to make this a marquee card, tried to get huge names. So Brock Lesnar came in on short notice. Mark Hunt was supposed to face somebody else, and then like three weeks out he canceled, so Brock Lesnar came in. This fight happened weeks after USADA became implemented at UFC. Do you know what USADA is? It's the United States Against Drug Administration, Anti-Doping Administration is what it is. It is the, USADA is the drug testing protocols that are for UFC now. And all the fighters hate it. Like John Jones had creatine-laced Viagra that he got popped for and he had a no contest against Cormier for it. Bullshit like that happens all the time. But Brock Lesnar took a drug test one week before the fight. It came back positive like three or four days before the fight. UFC never announced it. Let Lesnar compete after the positive drug test. Brock Lesnar manhandled Mark Hunt. Manhandled him. I'm looking at it right now. Lesnar had 51 significant strikes four takedowns and four ground passes to Mark Hunt's 13 strikes, zero takedowns, zero passes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's labeled the no contest now because Lesnar won, but it got, you know, thrown out. And then Mark Hunt sued and won the case because UFC. And the thing about it is through with the money that they lost to that lawsuit, they still made way more money from the card anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? They made so much money off Brock Lesnar's last fight. And that is the biggest reason why Brock Lesnar never came back to the UFC. Because that last fight... Like, if he came back, USADA might say, Okay, Brock Lesnar's reinstated. He can fight. Okay. We're going to give you a six-month ban first. Because you doped last time. Yeah. And that's why he's just not coming back. Yeah. You can just go WWE, chill, take all this shit you want. The point, the whole reason why I brought this up, Brock Lesnar manhandled him, but never knocked out Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt has a chin. I want to say the only person who's knocked him out is Junior Dos Santos, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm nope. I'm. He didn't out. lose. Oh, he lost to Cain Velasquez and Alistair Overeem by KO. In the tail end of his career. Yeah. He beat. Wow, he has a way better record than I thought. Oh, this is. Dude, I'm, I'm on Brock Lesnar. Never mind the last couple seconds of what I said. Huh. Mark Hunt has one of the best chins. And um, who did we say knocked him out? Um, oh, Mark Hunt knocked Mark out Hunt. Derek Lewis. Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt knocked out Derek Lewis? Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Alright, so I'm going to go... Let me say first, because you've been saying first a lot. I'm going to go... i go Derek Lewis. Yeah, I am too. Yep. I'm going to go Derek Lewis and Chris Weidman. I'm not going with the hype. 
All right. Every 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 powerful guy. This guy. I I'm thinking this is like a Walt Harris fight. Tim Means is fighting on the prelims. Hmm. I think this guy's gonna get knocked out. Uh, me too. Um. All right. So now we're at 43 minutes. So we we got like 10 left. We should try to wrap it up. UFC 252. We have 10 fights left. 10 minutes left. Oh, I was gonna say, holy crap. No. Um. We do have a good amount. There's a lot of fights for UFC 252. I'm going to go over the main ones. Stipe Cormier, we've both been saying, Mia Chich. Mia Chich. That probably won't change. Probably. We have to watch that f- We have to watch that fight again. We already watched it. Oh, yeah. That's right. We could watch it again. I don't know. Co-main event, we have... Do you know who Junior Dos Santos is? I'll, I have to show you a little bit of this guy. This guy's a vet, and he's like a former yeah. heavyweight champ. He's nice. Okay, okay. He fights Jairzinho Rosenstrike, who a couple months ago lost to Francis Ngannou by knockout. It was crazy. Like, Ngannou just swung and eventually hit him. First time he hit him, knocked him out. Let me but say... Bef- oh, wait, sorry. Continue. But before that, Rosenstrike was 10-0. So he's a decent prospect, but he's running into Junior Dos Santos. I think Dos Santos will win that. Um... Magomed Ankalaev, who is the 14th rank light heavyweight, is fighting Ian Kutalaba. I think Ankalaba won that. Then we got the Sugar Show. Sean O'Malley let me, let fights. Let me say the uh, odds for Daniel Cormier and Miocic. We didn't say that. We just said who we're, who we're going to think is going to win. It's yeah. minus 110 for Stipe. And Cormier is minus 110. So. Really? Now there's really no the, underdog yet? There's no underdog. Now's the time, I think. If anything, Stipe is going to be the underdog, I think. Probably. No, no, no. I think no, Stipe he's going to be the, the No, he's the fucking king. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got Sean O'Malley fighting Marlon Vera. I'm on the sugar show all the way. But before that, we have two decent fights. We have John Dodson, who used to be a flyweight top contender. Fighting Mirab Valashvili. Yeah. Uh, John Dodson is a big name. I think I'll bet on him. Yeah, plus one sixty. And He's then the we uh, got... underdog. And really. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Dashville is minus one ninety. And what is Jim Miller versus Vink Peichel? Jim Miller's the guy I had mentioned earlier. Is a season. He's not on here. It's weird. Okay. So that's a prelim fight, probably. Is it a different card? I'll tell you what, though. UFC 252, I may just put a five-fight parlay down. Yeah. Or a round robin, or is it? No, it's a... Okay. It's a I, might it's a do, I might do a five-fight. I might go John Dodson, Sean O'Malley, Ankalaev, Junior Dos Santos, Steve Amiacic. You want to know what that would be? What one of the odds would be? Sure. I can do that. Okay. I think those are all the favorites. So we're gonna do Miacic. Um, you said Dos Santos. Mm-hmm. He is the underdog at plus one twenty five right now. Okay. Sean I'm putting Amal- a straight bet in for him. Minus three ten. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um. Maybe put a straight bet in for Vera just for the fuck of it. John Dodson plus one sixty right now. And what else did you say? Oh, that other guy? <laughs> Either Jim Miller or Magomed Ankalaev. Go with Ankalaev first. 
Oh, this guy. It doesn't have that name. Uh, who did you... Alright, I'm sorry. I said it. Agarwadif is minus 300. Wow. And... Alright, so what would that parlay be? Well, you want Magaliath? Yeah. Alright. Five fight parlay. It's plus 1869. Wow, that is not as much as I thought it'd be. I mean, it makes sense with mostly favorites. $50 would be $934. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense with the amount of favorites that are in it, but I figured it would be a lot more than that. If I would put Qtalaba instead of Ankleyev, I bet that would shoot up to like 25. I don't think like that. I know. Well, to be honest with you, I know Ankleyev just the tiniest bit, but I'm just going with him because he's ranked and the other guy's not. That's really mostly it. Um, Sean O'Malley, I do think, will beat Marlon Vera. John Dodson, I believe, will beat um, the other guy. Uh, Junior Dos Santos should win. Stipe should win. Yeah, I think I'm putting five large on Stipe. Um, oh, we did get in. Go on. Maybe not. F- Maybe not five. Maybe not 500. Maybe not. But I'm thinking about it. On you, win f- you put 500, you're going to win like 480. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that clearly. I'm going to keep that in. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, Alright, so I'm going to end it on this. Well, hang on, no. So, yeah, 500 on Stipe, and then maybe do like some parlays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what I'm going to do. You can put Every- 500 on Stipe. I think so. Right. I have faith, dude. We haven't talked about Gaethje and Khabib. Well, we still have two months to talk about that. Oh, I don't want to talk... I don't want to dilute our Paul podcast Costa, with him just Adesanya. yet. Uh, Adesanya's at minus 170 right now. That's not bad. Minus 170. Yeah, because Costa's undefeated too. Oh, he is. Yeah. At least in the UFC he is. I'm going to go Adesanya all the way on that. I think uh, that's the fight to put a grand down on him. It is. Okay. Um, okay. Real quick though. Since this fight, this fight night is closer, I have to scroll back to see what it is. It's going to be UFC Fight Night 177 the week after UFC 252. Uh, headlined by a fight that was supposed to happen at UFC 252, Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. Remember we talked about that a little bit, what Frankie is this? Edgar? UFC what? It's Fight Night 177. Fight Night 177, okay. Edgar versus Munoz. Um, the reason I wanted to put it in is because the best fight in the night isn't even the main event. The best fight of the night in that card is the co-main event between Yoel Romero and Uriah Hall. Yoel Romero's fighting in two weeks. Um, Yoel Romero should win, but Uriah Hall is one of the most electric fighters, or at least he used to be when he was younger 20s. Head kick knockouts, spinning sidekicks. Spinning heel kicks to a guy's jaw to knock it like really? crazy wow. shit. That's crazy. Yoel Romero probably. Um, Yoel Romero's fighting style is either reserved or balls to the wall. So I think with a guy of Uriah Hall, whose stature is very similar to Adesanya. Adesanya's like 6'4, 185. Uriah Hall's like 6'2, 185. And they're both striking specialists. 
So I think Yoel Romero will be very reserved, but I think he will be able to catch Hall slipping. So I'm going to go with Romero all the way. Do you, do you have odds on that yet? Or can you find him? No, it's not right. on here. I was looking for it. So we'll, we, we will be getting back to that next week. Um, definitely tune in next week if you guys are still here. If you guys are still here listening to this, you're the real MVP. One, one more thing. Gaethje plus 200 could be minus 240. Gaethje finally got 200. Yeah. Um, That's it. October so, 24th. So, if you guys are listening at this point, definitely tune in to next week's episode. That will be yeah. the UFC 252 Illegal Goat. We might have to drop an episode earlier if we win. Nah, I'm going to be posting oh, wait, no, every Friday. No, Stipe. Never mind. Never mind. I think it's perfect to drop them Friday night so people go as new a Friday night for the Saturday. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's, perfect. that's what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, sure. uh, Keep it tune up. in next week and we will be dissecting the entire card. We yeah. will pretty much do the entire 50-minute episode just on 252. We might talk Nurmagomedov, yeah. Adesanya, maybe the next a little bit, but it'll definitely yeah. be... Definitely going to talk about our bets if we win or right. lose. Like, yeah. If we talk about... If, if we, we lose, we're going to talk about it. If we win, we're definitely... We're if we lose, it, we're know? probably not going to spend too much time on it. <laughs> All right. Hopefully we don't look stupid. Uh, thank you, Austin, for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Dylan, thank if you're you. listening, better come next week, buddy. Yeah, screw uh, you. We are signing out. Thank you guys for listening. Definitely tune in, like I said, to next week. And hopefully, maybe we're at 3,000 next time you hear us. Hopefully. Maybe, maybe we're at 3,000. Maybe we're at 1,800. So Yeah, maybe we're... Tune in next week and find out, guys. Yeah, Zach and Austin signing off. Hell yeah. <laughs>